Dr. Chris Crowley. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty and the Brain. We're the podcast where we're going to talk about all things aesthetic. Today we have a really exciting episode. We have uh, our guest, Allie Ballou, and I'm here with my husband, Jerry Drinkard, and we're going to talk about weight loss. And together, Chris and I own Skin and Tonic in Pace, Florida. And Allie, who we have joining us today, she's one of the nurse practitioners at the clinic. And we're going to talk a little bit about some weight loss, something that's hot and trending and what's on everyone's mind. Oh, yeah. You guys know that uh, we're always happy to have guests and uh, especially Allie. So she has to listen to us talk every day. And uh, we're really excited that uh, she actually will take time out of her schedule to come and join us for the podcast. Allie does a lot of things um, at the clinic. Um, you know, we started out with her, uh, I started working with her as an ICU nurse, but uh, she joined our practice over a year ago now and uh, does many things. So uh, fillers, lasers, and kind of one of the newest things that her and Jerry have decided to uh, bring into the practice is uh, medical weight loss. It's something that I think is a, a much needed service in our area. It's, uh, you know, we know that obesity is an uh, epidemic in this country that we're really uh, dealing with it. So, uh, Allie, you and Jerry really are kind of the, the experts on this when it comes to our practice. So, uh, you want to tell us a few things about yourself and what got you interested in this and why you wanted me to bring it to the clinic? Yeah, yeah. So, I think weight loss is something that we all struggle with, and especially like the patient population that we treat at the clinic. Obviously, they care about what they look like. They care about their health, their mental well-being, all of those things. And I think weight loss is one of those things that a lot of us struggle with that is keeping us from being confident, feeling ourselves, feeling beautiful. And so I think it was the perfect pa patient population to bring it into. Um, it's becoming very popular nowadays. Everybody wants to know, how are you losing weight? Where do you get your injectables from? What app do I have to download to get that? And it's not always super safe or regulated or monitored the way that people are getting these injectables. So I think it's really great that we have all of these different options now for weight loss, for preventative care, um, because like you said, obesity is an epidemic and it can lead to many struggles down the road. I think you nailed it when you said that we have such a population of patients that that it really interests because most people come to us in some fashion or form looking for to better themselves in some way. And, you know, um, introducing a weight loss program, it was really something that kind of controversial in our, our initial thought process because we didn't want to be just someone that was prescribing medications. And, um, and I think it's real easy to fall into that trap. You know, we have qualifying factors that you and I have discussed and we um, we developed this plan with Chris. And so I think that, you know, when you when you consider medical weight loss, that it's not just medicine weight loss, it's actually medically guided. And that there are some several things that we have to take into consideration to determine if someone's even a candidate. We'll talk more about it later, but you know, comorbidities and family health histories and that person's medical history and you know, do they even qualify? Because just because we personally want to lose 10 pounds doesn't mean that you'd qualify for, you know, a, a medication. Yeah, and one of the class of drugs that, you know, I think uh, we should really just dive into because it's so popular and it's what's asked for a lot is some of the um, medications that people typically think of for diabetes. And so these medications, um, some of them actually do have a weight loss approval. So it's not just a diabetic drug. And I think people, you know, confuse the names a lot, but, um, you know, one of the, the branded names is Wegovy, and that actually has just a weight loss uh, indication. Uh, but this medication can 
can also be used for diabetes. So clearly that brings with it a lot of controversy as to are we using medications that are, are taking away uh, from medications that are, are available for diabetics. And so how do you guys approach that if somebody asks you about that? How do you answer that question? Do you want to go? Go ahead. <laughs> Um, so yeah, these are definitely medications that were, you know, originally geared towards type 2 diabetes. But one of the factors of type 2 diabetes, I mean, it can be a genetic component for sure, or it can be a weight component. Obviously, our nutrition is a big deal as what we eat, and it's a tool for diabetics too, right? I mean, so it's not like it's insulin that we're taking away from them. We're not taking insulin. We're not prescribing insulin. It's not a life-saving medication for diabetics, it's a tool to help diabetics also lose weight and to help control their blood control sugar. Control their yeah, blood sugar. I mean, definitely. Yeah. The way that these these medications work for um, for weight loss is one of the ways that they also help to control diabetes and um, and symptoms of diabe for diabetics that can be actually dangerous. And so, the slowing of the gastric emptying, for instance, you know the um, the GLP one antagonist, you know they decrease that craving for hunger that makes us tend to overeat. Um, a lot of people. You know, you don't have that craving for sweets that people often have, but they also come with some side effects. It's not just an injection that you automatically lose weight. One of the differences I kind of want to talk about is two of the big name brands you talked about, Wigovi, which has been FDA approved for weight loss. Manjaro is undergoing FDA approval right now for weight loss, so they're still in limbo there. Um, but two of the big ones that I think that people know by brand is Ozempic and then the Manjaro. So the difference between the two, people do see um, more weight loss with Manjaro, since we're just talking about weight loss right now. But um, you said the GLP-1 antagonist. A lot of people want the terzepatide or Manjaro because they have read, which is accurate, that people are experiencing more weight loss on the Manjaro, which is true. It's also a much more expensive medication. One of the reasons might be that it also, you mentioned the GLP-1 antagonist, it also works on GIP receptors, um, and it's been proven in diabetics to lower their A1C, which is an average of your blood sugar over about three months. Um, and so people do experience more weight loss with it and less side effects, but the semaglutide, which is the compounded version of Ozempic, is a lot more affordable for patients and has been more readily available. So while we're talking about the, we know diabetes is a qualifier for, um, for access to these medications, but what are some other qualifiers for patients that are, are weight loss candidates that we would look at to qualify them for the medication? Yeah, so for us, um, we require a BMI greater than 30 or a BMI greater than 27 with at least one comorbidity um, from weight gain. And some of those comorbidities that um, could be weight related are things such as elevated cholesterol levels, um, you know, the high blood pressure, hypertension. And so those are probably the most common qualifiers with a BMI that's, you know, greater than 27. Um, so Jerry, you, I mean, at one point you did meet those criteria and decided to try some of these, uh, one of the medications um, through another provider before we started doing weight loss. And do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your experience with it? Yeah, the, um, my, 
I tell you the thing I didn't like the most about it was I liked to eat and I wasn't hungry. So, but my um, the other side effect I had was weight loss. The I had pretty significant nausea after I had my initial increase in dosing. When I was I, I did the semaglutide and started at a 0.25 milligrams and didn't have really any bad symptoms at that point. But then once I went to 0.5, I started experiencing a little more nausea. Constipation is pretty common with a lot of patients, which fortunately I, I did not have. And the, it was almost like the nausea would come in waves. Like it wasn't, it wasn't consistent. But if I happened to overeat or uh, ate foods that were high in fats, that's when I felt the worst. Allie, is that pretty much what you're seeing that's consistent with a lot of our patients? Now? Yeah, that's the most common complaint that you'll get is nausea or not being able to eat what you normally want to eat. But I think it's kind of good, like how Jerry mentioned, that he was most disturbed when he ate those like high caloric or this high fat foods because you're almost like training your body because this isn't a medication that we want you to be on forever and ever. Amen. This is something to use as a tool to jumpstart your weight loss, to have a healthier relationship with food and to make that lifestyle change sustainable. And it truly is a tool. And um, the, the way that I talk to my patients during our consultation is to Keep in mind, like when you're on the medication, what is it taking for you to get full, to reach that, that level of satisfaction? And keep in mind that when you come off the medication to continue to eat those portions. And you know, some people use tools such as eating off of a smaller plate or just doing a single serving of, of ice cream instead of a double scoop or you know, having soup from a cup instead of a bowl. And so these little things are part of what we do as weight loss coaching. And so it's not all medication driven because some people don't have the qualifiers to, to get medication. And, but, um, and I think accountability is part of it. And so I think if you have a, a medical professional that's paying attention to you and wants to keep you off of cholesterol medicine, keep you off of high blood pressure medication and keep your BMI below the qualifying numbers, then I think they do, they're paying us for a service, obviously. And so I think when you pay for a service, you've mentioned it before with a trainer, that you feel more accountable to go to the gym because you don't want to disappoint that trainer. And I think our patients see that a lot of times, you know, we want to keep you at below a certain weight and we give you these tools. If you follow these, then certainly we can help you. But for those patients that can't, there are other things that we can do. So which patients are not candidates? So let's, let's just take off the, the table, the, you know, patients who are tooth down. So, I mean, we have patients that that are thin, that, you know, somebody- Not for somebody that wants to lose five pounds before a wedding. Right, and if they're, you know, and we had somebody recently that's I think in the, you know, 90 to 100 pound range, like pretty thin and was wanting weight loss medication. So, I mean, definitely let's take that off the table. So besides uh, not meeting the, the BMI or the weight criteria, what are uh, other conditions that, that patients would not be able to get this medication? So an absolute no is going to be anybody who has had personal or family history of thyroid cancer. And then another very rare side effect of this medication can be pancreatitis. So anybody who's had a personal experience with acute or chronic pancreatitis, we wouldn't suggest this medications for. Um, by the way, it only happens in like 0.27% of patients, but it is there as a possible side effect. And, so. uh, you know, I think it's kind of, that's an important thing to point out because, you know, whether we, we like this or not, 
we know that a lot of patients will take medications from their family members or from their friends that they weren't uh, using. And so that's why we do encourage you to see a medical professional, make sure that you're being followed uh, properly. But it's also uh, pancreatitis, your risk for that is gonna increase if you increase your dosing too rapidly. So when patients wanna go straight to a higher dose, we actually have a, you know, our protocol uh, increases them over time to slowly bring their dosing up to try to minimize the risk of uh, that side effect. So if you guys are listening out there and any of you guys um, are considering taking something from your family member or friend, make sure that, you know, you are aware that these things are medications that can have serious side effects. And so, you know, in the, in the clinic, we like to kind of guide you through this and uh, bring you along this journey where we help you uh, in, in multiple ways, not just with the medication, but talk about other things that you can do to maintain this uh, weight. Well, the, the medications, I think what a lot of people don't realize is it does make the pancreas work a little harder because there's an increase in the secretion of insulin. And when you have a, a pancreas that may be possibly inflamed or aggravated or a little bit angry for some reason, and all of a sudden you put more work on that pancreas and say, I need you to do some extra work, that's where the, the risk for pancreatitis increases. And so if you all of a sudden you've increased the workload of the pancreas, then certainly you can, and it's not something that's easily dealt with, um, and it can it can be a, a pre pretty serious um, condition that we want to avoid at all cost. And so, I think especially on the that first four week track, people are really tempted to want to increase their dose because they're not seeing the. I only the lost five pounds this week. Only, oh my yeah. god, that's a ton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so we, so we do see people wanting to increase their weight. And so we have to remind them because a lot of this, like we, we do our work in the clinic, but it's also work on a patient and the responsibility of administering that medication is a home, you know, it's a, it's a home treatment. You may want to talk a little yeah, about that. Yeah, is it hard to administer at home for patients who want to know? It's super easy. You can barely feel the needle. Um, we help you in the clinic whenever you come in during the consultation if we decide that you are an appropriate patient for this medication. Um, we help you. I always encourage my patients to do it themselves with me right there. Sometimes they want me to do it for them. Um, but I, we show them how to do it, um, how to store their medication appropriately. It's a once weekly injection. I usually encourage my patients to do it right outside of their belly button and that abdominal fat tissue. You can also do it in the leg, but just whatever they're comfortable with. It's a super easy, quick injection. It's not difficult to do. Anybody could do it. You could train your partner how to do it. I tell them, you know, if your husband or wife or you know your kid or whoever not small child adult child is going to be the one injecting this medication bring them in with you for the appointment and so we can show them how to appropriately administer the medication and i do want to make a point too that um yes it does make your pancreas work harder for you but it is also a safe medication that if you do have a, a healthy pancreas and normal functioning pancreas even if you reside on the lower side of a blood glucose level it's not going to make you hypoglycemic meaning make your blood sugar drop to a unsafe or low level so in addition in addition to nausea, maybe, you know, being the most common thing and uh, decreased appetite, which a lot of people actually, you know, kind of like that. Um, any other big side effects that people need to watch out for? Constipation. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned that, that one, yeah. So you can't I have diarrhea. I, diarrhea, I think, is one of those things that comes after eating, like a greasy, fatty meal it happens sometimes. And I always tell my patients to be very mindful of your water intake because that is going to lessen your chances of constipation. Um, I think sometimes when you have that full filling from that slowed gastric motility, you don't want to drink, but you have to. 
And I think we've seen, like since we've been doing this, people who follow the pathway, um, you know, kind of the dose uh, increment uh, increasing that we prescribe for them really have minimal side effects. They actually do quite well on this. And that's the great thing about coming to medical professionals that you have access to that are in like where you live, you know, and not getting it from an app online because they don't care that you're having nausea. <laughs> I mean, maybe they care, but it's not easily accessible because you can call us and say, hey, I'm having insane nausea with this dose increase. And we say, okay, come back into the clinic. We'll get, we'll get you back on the lower dose. And that's something that we can do real time versus having to wait for a provider through an app or somebody that you can't get in contact with immediately. And these doses aren't set in stone and the, um, you know, we have we have patients that were previously on um, Ozempic and have gotten to the maintenance phase and just wanting to maintain weight. And so, you know, we have um, a couple of patients actually right now, and they're actually doing um, biweekly dosing of a little lower dose just to maintain. And so that's I think the beauty of a true weight loss program, rather than doing a, a mail order type weight loss, is it's tailored to the specific person and t tailored to their needs. So yeah, there's. Um, I, I want to just comment briefly on the compounded medications and then we'll uh, ask you guys a couple questions on other things because clearly semaglutide is what it has the most traction right at this moment. Lots of people call about that. That's what we're getting the most questions about and, and kind of why we're doing this, this podcast. It's some controversy around the compounded forms and um, I think some of the companies out there, it, they haven't been able to, to manufacture the branded form in quantities enough to keep up with the demand. And so because there's been a shortage, that does allow compound pharmacies to compound the active ingredient in these medications. So if you're getting a compounded form, you want to make sure that you're working with a provider who's using an accredited pharmacy that is sourcing their materials appropriately, um, you know, and providing them in a manner that, that we can inject uh, or provide an injection for you that is uh, sterile so that you minimize your risk of infection or injecting something that's, that's not approved and just, you know, kind of ordered offline. So, you know, that'd be one of my tips for anybody out there asking, like, how can we get this compounded now? And as production is increasing, some states are no longer allowing compounding. And so, you know, these rules may change and we'll obviously stay up to date and, um, you know, kind of adjust our uh, therapies and what we offer in the clinic as, uh, you know, the availability of the medications change and if there's any regulation changes around that. But in addition to semaglutide, or terzepatide. Um, let's talk about some other things. You know, there, there are obviously other weight loss medications out there. Um, they have a little bit more side effects, and so I would say that they're not uh, as as common, but we do offer those as we, we can talk to you about those options in the clinic. And they also have uh, BMI uh, criteria. So, you know, I think the the takeaway is that you're not going to get a prescription medication just because, you know, if you're thin and shape already and you just want to be skinnier for the, your beach body for the summer, we're probably going to offer some other things to you in that case, which are <laughs> a diet plan, a diet plan, yeah, an exercise plan. Yeah. I think all of this goes in hand in hand with a healthy lifestyle. You can't continue to do what you were doing prior to a, starting a weight loss program and think that it's going to be maintainable. And so I think, um, you know, certainly adequate sleep plays a huge part of, of just our overall health and well-being. It changes our metabolism. Um, you know, we see people that are a lot of healthcare workers that are on, you know, swing shift, night shift, whatever you want to say, and they battle weight because of the sleep cycles. And so people just don't realize the importance of sleep cycles. They don't realize the importance of water intake, that daily exercise, even if it's 30 minutes a day. And all of these things are 
really easy to incorporate into a lifestyle. And the, you know, the exercise, it doesn't have to be going to the gym. You need to get your dog out and take your dog for a walk. I mean, and that's that does good for the body and the mind. Goodness, we all need a, a mental break. Have you break. incorporated weight loss and uh, exercise into your weight loss? Yes, I see. <laughs> 15 to 18 patients a day, and I walk up and down the hallway, back and forth. So, and I have to serve you, King Chris. Yeah, Jerry gives me a hard time because um, I ordered a, a, a tonal, an exercise a piece of equipment for for the house. Yeah, and how long have I had it? Several months, and I haven't even powered powered it on yet. So I'm I, I'm, I'm definitely I'll say not. The reason he hasn't powered it on is because he starts get having to pay the subscription the day he turns it on, and he doesn't think that he's going to do it routinely, so he just lets it hang on. <laughs> Perfect. And Allie, what about you? Um, yeah, I love You're to walk my fanatic. dog. Yeah, I just grind it out on my Peloton every day. Um, no, I do like my Peloton. I had to get bike shorts because those bike seats had hurt. To look cute. <laughs> no, it's not. No, they're padded bike shorts. Just piggybacking off of other things that we offer at the clinic that I thought of when we were talking about that is we do IV therapy, um, which also includes uh, vitamin D shots and vitamin, uh, the lipo B12 shots. So a lot of people struggle with exercising or the motivation, and maybe it's low energy levels. Maybe you have low vitamin D, you know, and those B12 shots can also help you to have less side effects when you're taking medications like semaglutide. The key to that, we kind of joke about it, but is that, um, you know, we all struggle even maintaining a healthy weight and is, you know, we, we try to say just incorporate a few minutes of exercise into your routine daily, but it is difficult. It is something that takes, uh, you know, planning and as much as we encourage that, we also struggle with those same things ourselves that everybody out there listening struggles with. It's not something that's, that's easy for any of us, but we see benefits when we do it. And, uh, but I also, I also think it's important because we're not a primary care clinic. That's, that's not what we do. And I think it's very important to recognize those patients that need something more than what we provide. And so, you know, um, there often, are oftentimes weight gain that's associated with things that, that we aren't doing, such as, you know, um, it can be thyroid imbalances or it can be, you know, hormonal changes. We see a lot of that in our perimenopausal, postmenopausal patients or um, patients that are suffering from some type of, you know, inflammatory process that does limit the, the physical exercise that they've been able to do in the past. And so I think it's really important to, um, as medical providers, to realize when it's time to incorporate someone else or to collaborate with another professional that can give the patient the, because we want an overall well-being for our patient. We don't just want to strip somebody of 30 pounds and not understand like what's the reason behind this. I think recognizing all of that's important as well. All right, tell us one of our success stories. And uh, for you guys, if, I know a lot of people listen, but if you're uh, watching or if you wanna go watch, uh, go to YouTube because we do have videos of all the podcasts on YouTube as well. And we're gonna put some before and after pictures that you can see on there. Our most recent success story, she's a 44 year old female. She's a school teacher, mom of three kids. Her lifestyle has actually changed a lot because rather than doing exercise for herself, she's a soccer mom. She's running kids from point A to point B. And over the course of the past year or so, a couple of years, she had gained 20 pounds. 
um, that she was not able to get rid of. Her um, BMI qualified her, but in addition to that, she was also starting to have, um, she was, had been placed on HCTZ, very mild um, diuretic for blood pressure issues. And so she started on a low dose of semaglutide. We started her at 0.25. And over the course of five weeks with the titration in her medication, she was able to lose 15 pounds. And she actually had very little side effects. She didn't complain of nausea. She didn't complain of the, you know, the typical things that we've already discussed here. She, um, she feels like it's one of the easiest things that is something that's easy to maintain. She wants to lose a little more weight, but she's like, I think she's probably one of the perfect weight loss. Patients. Yeah, she looks amazing. So, I mean, so yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're following us on YouTube, you'll see some of her before and after. So I'm really proud of her. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in for this week's episode of Beauty in the Brain. We look forward to seeing you next week. See you soon.